0: We are coming back. Forward Capital Crusaders will be returning to your favorite podcasting app on Tuesday, September 29th. On the season two premiere, we'll bring head men's basketball coach, Damon Goodwin to the mic. Assistant football coach Keith Rucker shares with us a few stories from his NFL career and how he landed at Capitol. We'll check in with Capitol Hall of Famer Nikki Workman on our alumni spotlight, and then you'll get your regular AD update from Interim Director of Athletics and Recreation, Dixie Jeffers. Find us on Spotify, Google, Anchor, or your favorite podcasting app, and subscribe so you don't miss the season premiere of Forward Capital Crusaders. That happening on Tuesday, September 29th. And now, an impromptu AD update with Interim Director of Athletics and Recreation, Dixie Jeffers. Welcome, CatFam. You know that we're in between seasons one and two of our podcast, Forward Capital Crusaders, but that does not mean that we are not working, and especially for the young lady that I am sitting here with today, and that's Athletic Director Dixie Jeffers. She has been hard at work, and we would be remiss if we skipped out on any of our Director of Athletic updates as we give you some information leading into the month of September. So, uh, Coach Jeffers, thanks for joining us on this very impromptu Athletic Director update as we were in between Seasons 1 and 2 of the podcast, but you have a lot to kind of get us updated on, and let's start with one of the more exciting pieces of news, and that is that students began moving into campus this past weekend. We brought in our first years, and now there are signs of life on campus. Talk about the excitement around that.
1: It was awesome. Um, a lot of us worked five hours on Saturday morning, and I'm so appreciative of the athletic department showing up to show the support to our first years returning. And Some of the kids were so excited, some were apprehensive, and the parents were delighted to drop them off. More so probably than some of the kids coming back, but it's just nice to try to, to start to back to some normalcy here, and we're excited about getting ready to train for excellence.
0: Now, I know that this probably differs from previous move-ins. Talk, I mean, you've seen quite a few of them over your time. Talk about how this one was different, maybe more special. Like, what stood out about this move-in day than all the others?
1: Well, I will say that John Geyer and his team from housing and so forth did an incredible job of setting up a smooth transition for us to move our kids back in safely and our families. And so the difference for us was we were just totally directing the traffic and just telling people where they were going because usually the cap fam always gets gets on to the cars and unloads everything and takes everything up and we weren't allowed to do that so um that's what was odd for us because we're usually hands-on and moving everyone in but the customer service was there the attention that they needed was there and to be quite honest with you i had coach ogden twice take a refrigerator up to the third floor. So we were able to be helpful in that way.
0: Way to bring the muscle out on that. And that's just part one. Part two, we'll, we will actually be moving in our returning students this upcoming weekend, the weekend of the 20th. So talk about just how it is going to feel to see some of our more familiar faces returning back to campus.
1: I can't wait. Um, I'm tired of um, seeing them on Zoom. They're tired of looking at me on Zoom. and They are at their, their into the string, so to speak, and they're glad to be coming back. And once we get them back, we're gonna go to a 14 day um, quarantine. We're actually in a quarantine, self quarantine right now to return to campus. And then once the upperclassmen get back, we'll be in an additional seven day self quarantine, uh, getting all the testing results and everything back. And then we have a master schedule done for strength and conditioning and for field usage and arena usage and so forth. So we're kind of excited to be able to start right into that 114 day cycle as long as our athletic trainers and medical staff tell us we're ready to
0: go. Can you speak to that process? Uh, You mentioned the quarantining process as far as getting everybody healthy on campus. Uh, What does that look like? Or you know, what are we talking about with testing and who are we giving tests to? Uh, Go ahead.
1: So as soon as our kids start to return to campus, um, before they can even get to their rooms or get their room keys, they got to go directly to Schneider, and they're they're giving a nasal testing for COVID. And so by Wednesday we'll have all the test results back from this weekend move-in. Wednesday Thursday we'll have it because it's going to take us 72 hours for each bunch to get turned back around. So we'll know at that time that if anybody's positive with COVID, then we'll address it, move them to a COVID isolated area, and begin the quarantine, the self isolation for them, and take care of them and move them through this. But um, I really like the the situation that we're doing. We're doing it easily and easing back easily. So we'll know at that point in time who is, who isn't, and then we'll safely be able to open up and start to train um, in our bubble over here because it is a bubble. And um, I'm grateful to the university that that we're just allowing our athletes in here, no outside uh, interference in any way, and that we're trying to take care of our kids, protect my staff, and protect our medical team
0: we've seen a lot go on in this past week that kind of signals that we're returning to normal i mean nfl football started this past week some college football got back into it we're bringing back people on campus but that doesn't mean to proceed like we knew normal back in february and january of last of this past year so what can we tell people like hey we're in a quarantine um But what else do we need to do in order to make sure that this quarantine is successful and that we stay on this positive track?
1: We just need to do what the university's asking us to do. It's the social distancing of six feet. If we're working out, it's 12 feet. We need to wear a mask at all times. Even when we're working out right now, we're still masked up. And we're taking temperature checks. If you're 100 degrees or above, you're out. And, And if you come back down, we're gonna let you proceed through. And if not, that's a signal for us we, we have the Qualtrics up where we're doing daily check-ins. And uh, are you permissible to be able to come in? And we have to, they have to show the phone that they are, have the green check. And then we do the temperature check and we're moving them. We're doing everything imaginable and possible to um, ensure the safety of our kids here. Because if this was one of my personal family members, I would commend capital. And I commend capital for taking the time and, and investing the money to protect the student athletes and protect our community.
0: We've mentioned that it's all the little things. So take the pledge with us on athletics.capital.edu slash pledge and do the little things that make all of this possible. And coach, you mentioned that you would commend Capital on this. I mean, you've seen a lot of people in our conference, in our region at all levels, try to institute something of their own doing. Where do you feel like Capital is maybe doing something different positively different than the rest
1: well we've been re-recruiting especially with a lot of people not being on campus it's an easy recruiting for us um, because we can move freely about the campus and so forth and don't have to to follow the the arrows and everything else as much but um, we've heard from other people that we recruit that such and such schools aren't doing this and that they really can appreciate the, the temperature checks, the, the extra things that we're doing, the sanitation after we're done of spraying everything down. Um, we've taken it serious and you know some people believe it's the flu, some people believe this is a hoax, it's all going to go away. We're going to take it serious to err on the cautious side because there's a lot of precious cargo here on this campus and we want to keep it that way.
0: I think all moms and dads would agree. Lots of precious cargo on campus. We're talking with athletic director Dixie Jeffers and coach Jeffers. I don't think that we spoke uh, since we last talked about the release of fall sports schedules. So let's talk about that. That was also kind of a return to normal, so to say. There's a plan and and fall sports have been taken care of. March 12th and 13th will be opening weekend for our fall sports. That begins with volleyball and football and then soccer will be right behind them. Uh, Just talk about what it's been like to get to that point and to have a plan.
1: It's great to have a plan that we're not changing every other day or every two hours. Um, So I am thankful for that. And then the bigger piece to the plan is, is scheduling all the facilities to make sure that we can properly train and have enough space and time. So we're going to have to get really creative and about November, we're going to start to get creative in that plan of it. But it's awesome. At least our our sports teams have a direction. They have a schedule. It may not be the full-blown schedule that we all wanted. But at least we have something that we can plan for now. And that's where the training for excellence this fall comes in. Where We're going to compete with different teams. We're going to compete within the teams and give out some prizes and so forth. Or who's the best weightlifter? Who can can lift the most weightlift? Who can run the best 40? Who can do the best 100? You know, whatever we come up with. But we're going to train against one another. We're going to compete to be the best we can be.
0: And we'll get to that a little bit more in a second here, but you know, fall sports have been taken care of. That's our target date is March 12th and March 13th for those sports. Uh, But they won't be our first athletic competitions, at least we hope not. Uh, We're still waiting on winter sports to kind of get their schedules together and to be released. We're not quite there yet. So can you talk to us about it and give us a status update about what winter sports are gonna look like?
1: What we do know is that, for the most part, schools are all going to go home in the conference um, after Thanksgiving. We will not. We're here till December 10th. So men and women's basketball is going to have an opportunity to practice right up to the De- December 10th before we break. And then we'll break, come back December 26th, and then we're going to look sometime into January, late January, to start our seasons. When that starts, how that looks, we're still waiting on the NCAA. There was a a national survey put out to all the athletic directors, and 90% of the athletic directors across the country have said move the championships through Division Three back in basketball. So we're either going to move back none, week, or two weeks. So we're waiting on the, the um, committees from the NCAA to tell us what that looks like. Once they tell us what that looks like, we'll be able to set our basketball schedules. But we hope to get an 18-game schedule. Um, That's what the men and women's basketball coaches want, but we have to be able to coincide with everything else and to see how that matches up. But it's one day at a time and and we're getting closer to where we need to be.
0: Giddy up, NCAA, let's go. We got a lot of anxious people out there waiting to see what's gonna happen this winter. Uh, But when we look at what competitions we can have, you mentioned it, we wanna compete against ourselves when we can't compete against others. Um, How is that going to look like I know it's kind of a conceptual thing right now But what do you have in mind as far as how we can pit cat fam versus cat fam in order to get better?
1: well, we've been we've been Called on the student athletic advisory committee to come up with some games and so forth and we have sent as a coaching staff all the way through the floor and the athletic department we have sent stuff to um, our student athletic advisory committee saying these are things that are specific to basketball football track or whatever and um, these are some things that we could use to to go against one another within our own pods within our own teams and so forth and then I went they wanted Nike t-shirts so I went ahead and bought Nike t-shirts and we're just getting ready to have those branded and bring back in as our um, prizes and so forth and then for the ultimate prize which I don't know where um, that that what game that's going to go around or what particular uh, event we'll do I have a really high-priced nice backpack that I'm gonna
0: give away well it sounds like that there's gonna be something on the line which is what we all want we all want competition we all want something to compete for and win and this seems like a maybe not the best case scenario but it's what we got and it's something that's gonna at least you know tide you over a little bit
1: let me tell you something I would compete for that backpack. <laughs> well, can we? Can stack Can I enter?
0: I don't know if I'd win or even come close. I don't know close, if any of us would win.
1: These guys are a lot younger and a lot faster and stronger.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I can. I can imagine. I'm working on week. 12 of an ankle injury recovery so they've probably got a leg literally up on me so uh, uh, coach um, we also here in columbus uh, you know we're trying to help the local economy and it just so happens that this week is support your local restaurant week so from september 14th to 19th we're all being encouraged whether it be in person or doing online orders to go and support your local restaurants and so that kind of prompted a little bit of a question you know what are your top three restaurants here in either the Bexley or Columbus area that you either frequent or that you enjoy the most?
1: I'll tell you, the first one, I would would say Planks. I miss going to Planks and, and enjoying the atmosphere down there and talking to Johnny and all the crew. I miss those guys a lot, and not being able to go in there has, has been different different force because that's usually where we hide out you know so I just gave up my secret if you can't find me where I'm hiding out because the administration doesn't go there and you can usually just go there and kick back
0: and in your special section by the way
1: correct <laughs> I do have a special section and then I you know Rusty Bucket is always a go-to place and we send our recruits there and so forth and it's it's a go-to place and and the student period special place is Chipotle right down the street I'd be remiss to leave Chipotle out, and I did that one for the students. I don't normally go there myself, but I'm not gonna leave it off because of those guys.
0: Well, and you know, the cool thing about Chipotle right now is they're running a campaign for the Kids in Need Foundation. You know, we all talk about the virtual learning and what challenges that presents all of us, and it certainly presents challenges to under-resourced children all across the state, all across the nation, so if you do go to Chipotle, when they ask you to round up, Make sure that you do, and they'll give the proceeds to the Kids in Need Foundation so that they can help gap that digital divide.
1: Yeah, well, it's such a wonderful program and, and such a high need right now. And and as a country, we just need to continue to try to give as much as we can give. And that's easy to do because we're getting something back for it and, and it benefits all those kids because I don't think people realize the number of kids that are hurting right now. And, you know, I personally have a son that, that teaches in an um, underprivileged area and it, it's wild of what they have to do to get in the car to go find a hot spot so they can try to learn and that's just mind-blowing to me and it's a sacrifice so we need to continue to give
0: to those areas. No doubt about it so if you're gonna do it you don't have to go inside but you can do this on mobile or online so go and take care of that get your food fed or get yourself fed and go round up and let's help bridge the digital gap and meanwhile here at Capital we're bringing kids back we're extremely excited to be able to do that over these next two weeks and, and coach what are your parting thoughts I mean we, we head into a new week and we're trying to find some positive things um, and just things to look forward to what do we have to look forward to in the next week or two until we uh, we reconvene on season two of forward capital crusaders
1: I'll tell you we just uh, if people really want to get involved and some alums are in the area and want to reconnect with us we could choose volunteers not just in the athletic department, but throughout campus. We can put you through and put you to work. And we had some people showing up Saturday that I never met that just wanted to come help move the kids in and so forth. And that's a great way to reconnect, see the campus again. And we even had some alums just saying, I'm just driving through because we haven't been here, didn't realize you we were moving in. So there's all kinds of things to do. And I'm just looking forward to getting to see people back out in the fields and in the arena and people just saying hi coach Jeffers I may not know who they are behind the mask (laughs) <laughs> but just to hear that again is going to be great.
0: Yep, and don't forget to wear that mask if you do come and help us out. We'd love to reconnect with all of our alums, especially over Move In Weekend. What a perfect weekend to do that! The weather looks great so far. It's Ohio, so you know you never know. You never know. But uh, we look forward to seeing anybody that would like to reconnect with us, and we encourage you to do so. So until next time, when we come back on season two of Forward Capital Crusaders, I appreciate your time, Coach Jeffers. We look forward to moving forward into what is, I guess, like. Uh, it's almost like a second semester of school where, you know, we it's started. It's very odd. Yeah. I can tell
1: you that. It's very odd. But, you know, we just have to find a way to live with COVID because COVID's going to be with us for a while. And, and I think we thought that we could beat it, and we are eventually. It's how we handle things now of how we're going to come out on the other side.
0: Uh, for more details on the taking the pledge and what you need to do in order to keep us positively moving forward, go to athletics.capital.edu and check out our website and ways that so you can do that. Coach Jeffers, thank you so much again, and we'll see you on Season 2 of Forward Capital Crusaders.
1: Brian, as always, go Cap.
0: Thanks for keeping connected with Capital Athletics as we transition into Season 2 of the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification reminder so that you do not miss the season two premiere on September 29th. On that day, we will be talking basketball with head coach Damon Goodwin, football with assistant coach Keith Rucker, catch up with Capitol Hall of Famer Nikki Workman, and get another update from AD Dixie Jeffers. In the meantime, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Capital Crusaders or on Facebook and YouTube by searching Capital University Athletics. You can also visit us online at athletics.capital.edu. Until next time, stay safe, CatFam and we'll see you on the 29th for Season 2.